2: Welcome to the 909 podcast on this final uh, edition of the best of... 2019 series, myself and Andrea yes. are going to be doing, uh, I guess it's a podcast awards. It's the <laughs> I you going to say, awards. I guess it's a podcast. <laughs> I guess it's a podcast. You can call it that. Uh, yeah, we're going to do some, uh, a year in review of kind, uh, of uh, in little ways. Um, it's
1: things that wouldn't fit into songs of the year and albums of the year. Exactly. I think.
2: It could be anything that's happened in music in the
1: last couple of uh, months. 12 months.
2: Yeah, uh, so. 12 months, couple of months. Uh, it's been a long year. It's, it's been a been really long, a year. lot of things. So, um, before we do that, it is our final podcast of 2019. So, you know, we got the Prosecco in, so here we go.
1: It's gonna, <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> I'm so afraid of those <laughs> things.
2: I didn't take Andrea's eye out, yay! With the Prosecco, so there we go. Oh, it's
1: beautiful, We're rocking it. thank um, you.
2: Yeah. So what we're going to do is just have a, a chat about some of our favorite little bits and um, <clears throat> some of our worst bits as well. Yes. Because you can't have the the good without the bad. Clink. Cheers. You um, can't
1: have the good without the bad. And music this year, I think, was, uh, well, maybe I'm biased because we we on this podcast tend to review music that we want to recommend to people. That's true.
2: But so, I've been time, listening
1: to, like, this year was filled with a lot of me listening to albums and songs that I really like, but some terrible stuff did kind of leak through. So, maybe we'll talk a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, well.
2: there were some bad things that happened this year. That's why we put in the uh, reasons to be cheerful feature recently. Yeah. Because we needed something to counteract the badness. <laughs> it got to that stage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Every time
1: we were talking about what's going to come up in the news, it's like, oh no. Yeah. This is horrendously depressing. So, while uh, we get to
2: some of that, maybe, uh, but maybe some of the more like, hearted elements of it as well. Um, We're going to start with um, some simple podcast awards. Um, They may never come back ever again. um, Almost definitely will not. Yeah. So we're just going to start with, uh, well, the first thing I'd like to award um, is a... Uh, for best sax solo in a song,
1: we're in agreement on this. Okay, great. great. <laughs> okay, so
2: we've both individually chosen things that we we'd like to highlight, and uh, this sax solo. I'm i I'm I'm I used to hate saxophones. What? Why? I don't know. I just because uh, of Baker Street and stuff like that, and like
1: do you not like jazz? No. Uh Okay. <laughs> back, back in the day, no wonder you hate
2: saxophones. I, when, about ten years ago, probably in the last decade, I really didn't like. Um, uh, sax. A sax, and, um, that's mental. And then M83's Midnight City came out and made me feel good about saxophone. Good. So, and then now after that, I'm, I really enjoy the good use of a saxophone. And a lovely example of uh, in a song that was released this year uh, by a band called Ultramond um, is called On the Record, is the song. And uh, there's a beautiful use of sax that you just weren't expecting Oh,
1: okay, it comes out of nowhere
2: it, is, it does come out of nowhere So I'm just going to play the sex, sax bit The sexy sax Whoop. bit <laughs> Here we go
0: Oh my
1: god
2: So just an opportunity to give that uh, sax an extra, um, you know, well done. Well, the platform an extra it deserves, clap, you know, an an extra extra.
1: it comes out of nowhere and it has absolutely no business going as hard as it does, but yeah, it does it anyway. It's, it's hard. I love it. I love that sure. song as well. It's one of my favorite songs of the year. Not even just Irish songs, one of my favorite songs yeah, of the year. It's I brilliant.
2: It. Um, they played a gig for us last week. Unfortunately, there was no sax.
1: Oh, so. is there going to be a album next year do you know uh, yes there is an is
2: album there? From coming out uh, early 2020 okay i'm looking forward to that there's a song t- there's an album title as well but i can't remember what it is. but that's okay yeah it is good um our next award on this podcast episode is going to be a very nerdy one to be honest but there's a reason i chose this okay um and, and again to further shine a light on a very specific thing that doesn't happen that often in music these days it is a uh, techniques of production and especially the use of dynamics. And by what I mean dynamics on a basic level, I generally mean like going quiet loud, but also you know using detail and texture. And um, we have now s- surpassed what we used to have in terms of production techniques and uh, abilities and all that kind of stuff. And we just posted our uh, top Irish tracks of the year uh, today, as it happens, um, Wednesday as we're speaking. And the song that was at number one is a fine example of that exact exact thing. Now, it does take um, a long time <laughs> to get to this point. Oh, yeah. Um, so the song we're talking about is from Lancôme. It is the opening track from their album, The Live Long Day. It is a song called The Wild Rover. It is in a, its original form. is 10 minutes long. And by the time you hear this part, you will have heard
1: eight minutes of you love. You really earn this bit you I do think. yeah
2: so i guess the other thing about this song is that you know it's obviously the wild rovers is a song that a lot of people would know and it's been covered and played often it's a tried classic in many many ways even though we don't know where if it's irish or scottish or where it came from mm. um but it's a very familiar song and yeah. lancum have turned it into something just completely different and um brought this huge quality to it almost like you could imagine this scoring Game of Thrones or yeah. something like that. Did you uh,
1: hear them on the NPR All Songs Considered podcast? I think so,
2: yeah. They, they were did. talking
1: about this and how the song, in its sort of raucous, like pub version of it that we're all kind of used to, is sort of appropriated as like a drinking song and a like, oh, Aren't We Irish Gas? We go out and get drunk. But. They kind of brought it back to this real, uh, bringing it back to the sad story that's actually within it. And they did that through lyrics, but I think definitely through the kind of dynamic dynamics and production techniques that we're talking about here. And that, you know, relentless drone and stuff that runs through it. It really just gives it a somber. Yeah, really kind of atmospheric. Yeah, yeah. but it's wonderful.
2: It is wonderful. We're going to play just a demonstration of some of that. This is some of the uh, the Wild Rover from Lancôme. I had a day today where I listened to that song three times. So I listened to that song for half an hour today Wowie. already. Um, it
1: That's a lunch break.
2: Yeah. I think when we're deciding to pick uh, one song from uh, to top a poll or top a uh, a list, you kind of have to go and listen to them a few times. And the more I listen to this, the more I'm like, yeah, yeah, know, it's special. Yeah, it's very special. It's something very unique. It's something familiar but they do something new with it. And uh, I think it's absolutely
1: fantastic. 100%.
2: Now, your choice in a similar vein in terms of uh, production and dynamics is from?
1: It's from Billie Eilish and the song is Bury a Friend. Um, I think just when this song was released early-ish in the year, um, I was just blown away by it. I heard it on headphones first and I was blown away by, firstly, how how it managed to make the headphones on my head shake when that really really low bass moment happens in between the chorus and the verse and also just how like surrounding and all encompassing the production is um it's i remember speaking to a girl who i used to work with about it and she said it was uh, she's been music has scared her before in films and with context and stuff, but this is the first song that ever actually just frightened her um, just for, for its own sake. And I think it's so powerful in its, in its spookiness and all that spookiness is, is really deep down there in the production, which is done by her brother. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just think it's like, this is going to and has already kind of changed the game when it comes to kind of popular music production i reckon jack antonoff and all the big pop producers are going to be like like little magpies taking taking a little bit of the, that billy eilish sound into 2020
2: yeah i think with billy as well she's just such a unique cool artist that mm. you know you can't really criticize her in any way because no matter what um the the outcome and her output shows that She's clearly a huge talent. Oh, she's incredible. More talented than anyone may be expected. Yeah. Um, and a inspirational young person for to be a huge pop star. Yeah. Um, very cool, very uh, self-aware, um, doesn't seem to lose the rag no. or lose uh, temper or anything like that, is very centred knows who she is, knows what she wants. And she
1: seems is, just kind of really wise beyond her years as well. Yeah, like she's got a totally. really good head on her shoulders.
2: Absolutely Um and all those Vanity Fair videos have shown that even her progression over the last three years as a person. Yeah. Um just seems to have her head on her shoulders. Hopefully that continues because I think we'll be talking about Billy Irish in twenty years, I'm sure. Yeah, I think so. we're going. And uh, and I guess, you know, the thing about Billy Irish and the production and from Phineas and, and herself is that you know, it's got that ASMR quality to it. Like, mm. it's a very intimate kind of thing. It's a very
1: which is a very 2010s thing. Yeah, or even like the past three years, ASMR kind of blew up in it. In like everybody kind of knows what ASMR is now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my mic's falling down. Uh, you can probably hear some ASMR with Niall <laughs> fixing his mic. <laughs> but yeah, just it. She she just kind of grasped that kind of trend. And I don't know whether she was doing it on, on purpose or not, but it it just goes to show that like cultural trends influence music and vice versa. Um I just it's it's just such a powerful production. Even if she was like the lyrics are incredible, but even if she was just singing gibberish, this production alone would be like absolutely outstanding.
2: Yeah, and the fact that they've gone for a beat that is a bit irregular and maybe um something that isn't very straight up as well mm. is really adds to that yeah and adds to the idea about the song and be the Irish and even the album about like dream states and falling asleep yeah and, that kind of stuff.
1: and I think it was really brave of her to put this out as the first single and not bad guy because ba- yeah. bad guy feels like the easier choice between those two but um this I'm really happy that this was the track that yeah, brought This her.
2: was impactful. Hugely yeah. impactful. Yeah. Let's hear a bit of uh, Bury Your Friend and from Billy Eilish cool. Listen.
3: Keep you in the dark.
2: yeah, that's Billy Irish. Um, definitely the pop star of 2019.
1: I think I that would say. that track, that track, and Juice are probably the sound of 2019.
2: Mm, yeah, Juice. So yeah, um, Juice. Maybe I'm going to talk about Lizzo shortly. I'd say. Um, because maybe we will be on two sides of the same coin, or maybe we'll be on the same side. This is for uh, another award that will come up oh, soon. Okay. Um, but I want to give a special mention first to a song we've mentioned very briefly, but just to mention it again. Um, this is the best song about being an estranged musician dad, and it's from Alex Cameron, and it's called <laughs> Stepdad, and I'm playing it again, so thank
0: Now that you know why I'm leaving any I don't come back, of course she would say that Don't forget what I told you about your demons That just thoughts in your head while you sleep no more than that Now fetch my duffel bag my ride ain't here then it's coming I can feel it not so far away and I know you all angry young youngin dry your eyes up or you won't see big dog walking away now if you think I'm chasing the seasons like a van is someplace to be I'm your step Say I'm scheming
2: leaving. Ah look, he deserves his time in the sun Or <laughs> rain as it may be today um, A great song from Alex Cameron Called Stepdad uh, One of those ones that you're just not sure if it's a good song on the first time you hear it because it's I so I, all I was over the sure. Place. Can I just say I was sure? Yeah, you were sure. I brought it to you the table,
1: sure. said this is gas, <laughs> this is brilliant. You were all no, no.
2: I was I think I was wasn't sure. I was mm. I was like sixty L- L- Louise Bruton
1: lured you over to the dark side. I wasn't and convinced sure you yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe,
2: maybe. maybe. Um, but I'm really happy that song's Ooh. in my life now.
1: Would you say that Alex Cameron is somebody who you made a big turnaround on in twenty nineteen?
2: Um, certainly I, I was a familiar with him and I loved the song with Angel Olsen. Yes. But not to the probably the same a huge 360 on him. Mm. Um but uh it's very it's very rare that happens actually, isn't it? Mm. Um so I can probably can't think of anybody else who uh but I'm definitely more on board with uh Alex Cameron than I was before.
1: I had that that very huge turnaround this year with a band who you don't like um but oh. if you throw are we, go- are we going there we're going there oh yeah oh, yeah it's the end okay. of the year and this is a band that has defined my year back in january listeners might remember i went to see the 1975 for a laugh um because i thought it would be fun i went with mr david hanrity of no encore and um he was like ah oh, yeah you know come come along we'll see what it's like and i was like oh, all right fine um i'll come and see the fucking 1975 and then i walked out of that place a fan and if i was to say a band who didn't release music in 2019 who i've listened to the most in 2019 it's been the 1975 okay,
2: so you answered my question like, like, i was going to ask have you actually listened to them?
1: The oh like since? the sound of this summer for me was the 1975 i made my own playlist because i definitely do think that they're more of a singles act now uh, at the moment uh, it remains to be seen with the with the album next year but they're definitely more of a singles band but I just yeah Fucking can't wait to see them again next year.
2: <laughs> well, I saw some of the set at the picnic. I was not interested at all. So. Yeah,
1: that's the picnic. No one's interested in anything the picnic's the worst.
2: Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe if I had seen the come, arena c- show.
1: Come to the three arena oh, next year. I like the song. Come on. Come next are year. Are they back again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They yeah I'm, I'm, I'm going time. with Dave again. Come with us. Okay, maybe. Maybe. I think every time Dave and I go to see the 1975, we should bring somebody who's dubious <laughs> with us and convert them while we're there.
2: Mm, okay. Well, that's a very strong stance to start from. <laughs> um, we will see. Um, so that's 1975. Um, so, your most impactful uh, artist who didn't release anything this year, essentially? Yeah, I think um, so. Yeah. If, bonus if award for that
1: if you're not counting father john misty who impacts me every day and everything i do <laughs> but who
2: impacts you every day. <laughs> okay um are you a fan no i couldn't imagine that never heard um, of a guy okay great uh so my next uh award um is uh my bet my favorite rap beat of 2019 Uh, hard one to pick um but i've settled on this one from Skepta. it is uh no
3: sleep Sleep, mm, 24-7, please yeah, yeah, wake up, wake up, you keep missing out, should have stayed up, he got blacklisted, should have paid up, pound coins in the piggy bank, gotta save up, slept on the floor, never gave up, now my ex-girl wanna kiss and make up, man hate on a slide, got bait up, word to Birmingham, I had to go straight up, now they're like, wait up, hold on. SK level that's so gone They want to know how Everything's sold out Which website do your shoes get sold on With a style like this I can't go wrong Put the
2: clothes on Put my gold on Thought that I was a victim You were so wrong Okay, that is one of my uh, choices for That is my choice for uh, Best rap beat of the year There could have been others in there There's a an amazing uh, one from uh, Marcus Woods uh, With Rebel Phoenix uh, Featuring Mango called Heat Waves That was in there as well There was the Denzel Curry Ricky song as well There's all sorts of tracks I could have picked, um, but I've been listening to that a lot. Good, because that beat slaps. It does. So, um, do you have an equivalent? I didn't probably ask you that.
1: No, so I don't. I'll, I'll take that out. Um, <laughs> Sorry,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I I sprung that on you. That's so okay. not fair. Staying in uh, in rap, I have a very particular award to give, and this one is for a the best. Um, the award for the best song rap song about making a rap song and it's from a band called injury reserve and it's called rap song tutorial and it sounds
0: like this step five record your hook yeah, yeah, new choice, got some bread in mind. I want the two doors, ain't no giving rise Oh, you wanna... Fight me! Sh- you can get in line You can have your own steeds. I invented mines Yeah, new choice, got some bread in mind. I want the new Rolly, but the simple kind Oh, you wanna... Fight th- me! You can get in line, the way I walk around, you think I invented time, yeah. Step 6, mix and add your hook. New choice, got some bread in mind. I want the two doors, ain't no give a rise. Oh, you wanna fight me? You can get in line, you can have your own steez, I invented mine. Yeah, new choice, got some bread in mind.
2: Okay. That is Rap Song Tutorial from Injury Reserve. I like um, that a lot and I didn't know it. Best rap about making a rap song? Good, good. That's great. Um, your next choice for to award is is a man that is, has much
1: acclaim. He, he has enough awards, but here's another one. Um, it's the best, for me, best guest feature, but I'm kind of thinking best kind of rap feature on a non-rap song here, um, which is Andre 3000's verse on James Blake's
2: Uh, Where's the catch?
1: Where's the catch? He
2: never lets you down
1: It's just so good
2: Yeah he's a good He's some man for um, When he does rap You're like
1: yes I know Do more
2: of that Yeah Uh, We got a big sight in the office when, When there was a picture Of Rick Rubin and Andre 3000 Together um, thinking that they might be recording together It turns out, no, they're just doing the Broken Record podcast together So oh there is an episode of the two for sake I'm talking
1: Have we not got enough podcasts at no, this stage? No, come on <laughs> <Lads. Yes. laughs> and yeah. I would like to announce that we're releasing our mixtape next year <laughs> So Mixtape 2020 <laughs> Mixtape
2: 2020 Okay, uh, let's play Andre 2000's bit from Where's the Catch from James Blake
0: Okay. Hey, alright, now this may be a little bit heady man. I hate heady-ass verses I wrote shit, to me today. <laughs> yeah. all my pessimistic keeps me in a cage. cage. All my head is twisted, keeps me spinning round for days. days. Exorcism, pessimism has arisen. There's no reason, really treason to myself so silly. So perfect, so perfect, so why do I look for curtains? Uncertain, but certainly false alarms alertin'. A burden and beautiful times are garden snakes. Won't wipe me, but frightens me like I know I'm eight I know I ain't, I know it, day. Harmony, harmony, how many, how many days of amazing Will it be before it phases? And I say, I told you so, so. Summer be, summer be buzzin', some will be hoverin' over nothing. All of a sudden, it's falling, it's over, though Come with me, come with me, calming me down Be colour, calamine lotion, camo motion, hoppin' on the Yeah, Tumble, we tumble, we wanna leave before the apparitions Take over the city, we build and discover gold Alchemists is making silver before you know it
2: that was uh james blake and andre 2000 with where's the catch best rap feature of yep. 2019 we reckon our best rap verse um guess first um similar to that which i won't play with because i played it last week uh my favorite use of a sample this year was mm-hmm. also on that album from james blake um and the Rosalía song "Barefoot in the Park," which samples the old Irish trad tune. Yeah, tune. So, that's really cool. Yeah, um, that song is called "Barefoot in the Park." Um, and uh, a lovely story about that, how it was sampled, and uh, we I'll put a link in the description. To all of that, uh, it is uh, worth having a look at. Um, you know, it's just—I think it's just really interesting how—and it's not the first time that James Blake has sampled stuff from Ireland. He's actually sampled the the Loud Contemporary Choir before. Okay. Um, funny enough, so I don't know where he's finding all this stuff. Um, might
1: have a relative here or something. Who knows?
2: Yeah. Um, but it is the Rosalia one is uh, from f- uh, a singer called Valerie Armstrong, who um was thirteen when she recorded this uh, song "Fela Rono." and she had just actually released an album again this year so from there 1972 is when he, he obviously found it on youtube um and that's where he got it from and uh, she was 13 years of age at the time wow and uh, there we go and then she had released an album again this year and she confirmed with us personally that she had recorded uh, or she had cleared the sample from the song good so that's great um and yeah so a uh, nice thing um my next thing is a a Particular one wouldn't be a huge surprise who's going to win this really, but there's been some very strong spoken word stuff this year. Um, I'm thinking of Denise Chaila as well in terms of um uh, the song "Dual Citizenship." Um, but number one for me in terms of like a spoken word uh song this year was from Kate Tempest uh from her song "People's Faces." I saw this live at Body and Soul. Um, it feels like a perfect antidote to Brexit, but it also is totally wrapped up in all of. The um, Ferrari and confusion of Brexit as well is talking about you know how things are changing and how they're still good and people and all that kind of stuff. I play a bit from it you Are you familiar with this one?
3: Yes, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's excellent. So. so
2: here's a bit from People's faces from Kate Tempest.
3: Listening to every little whisper in the distance singing hymns and I can. I can feel things changing. but it's so hard. Faces. It's not enough to imagine we'll be happy when we've got enough stuff All this stuff is blocking us I'm neat with no chaser I'm all spirit but I'm sinking Because these days are not days but strange symptoms And this age it's our age. Okay, hard to turn but off,
0: but off, but that is uh,
2: K Tempest People's Faces. Grey,
3: isn't it?
2: Yeah, a couple more in the best category before we get to the opposite and then go back to something else. Um the Best Springsteen song of twenty nineteen. Um I think you were. Was know it, what by, this is. Bruce it was not
1: by Bruce Springsteen? Because he released an album this year <laughs> But horsies. Best
2: Springsteen sound alike. Anyway. No,
1: uh, so it's definitely 17, right? Yes, it is Right, By
2: Sharon Von Eden. Uh-huh. It is 17. This yeah, is
1: best, the best Springsteen moment yeah, for
3: sure. Yeah. Here we go.
2: Now, something that gets lost in the end of year list, um, generally speaking, because it's of a lower rank than anything else, and you just don't. We always run out of time, we've done it before in terms of EPs, but there are things that do get lost. Um, but I want to give a special mention to the Sim Sima Sound System Past the Ox Chord EP, a hugely exciting five track, um, collection of uh, from a collective of, of uh, producers and MCs, um which were spawned from the Sim Sima Club night and became a sound system properly where they were making original tracks and bringing in the likes of Denise Chila, who I mentioned before. God knows, uh, Breezy, Idioki, uh, Chili Cherry. Um, and it's a really great, uh, lovely EP. I really hope for more of those. They've been doing some shows as well as Sim Sima Sound System. So very quickly, here's a bit from Past the Oxcore, the title track from the EP.
0: Looking all nervous They don't really get us This is for the yellow and the man in the doors Listen it's a ragger So bada bada the rhythm like super They don't really get us They don't really get us Buddhina the rhythm like shaba They don't really get us Don't really see
3: us Call me Steven Man managing us already told you man i serious so I slow it down a little uh They don't really get us to get the pick
2: up Hey that's Simsima my, my favourite EP my EP award of the year um, uh, you have a couple of choices in terms of EPs, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, also, here at home, uh, I thought the Villagers EP from this year was really excellent. Uh, it's weird to think that they were kind of within the same recordings as the last album, um, and that they didn't make it on. But it just goes to show that, like, what's left on the floor of, of Villagers. Recording session is still absolute gold. Like
2: yeah, don't knock it. Um, knock yeah.
1: So that that EP was really really great. I end up listening to it a lot. And also Cobina's EP Four Poems is, I think, really excellent and was overlooked a bit. I reckon because it was an EP and not an album. Um, but in terms of it being a piece of work that has like a narrative and a voice and a sound that runs through it, um, it's it's such a kind of Fully fulfilled, fully fulfilled is what we're going <laughs> with there. Um, and it also
2: was a, uh, in terms of its construction,
1: uh, really interesting. Yeah. So, Kobina uh, himself, uh, he composed four poems and kind of gave them out to different uh, vocalists and saw what they came back with. So, it was a really interesting kind of exercise in. A collaboration, I guess, and collaboration in order to spark more creativity. And I think that it there's just seriously beautiful sounds on this. Um, the I for I I did my my 10 tracks of the year for the website and um I don't know how you say it is it Shogani S-H-O-G-A-N-I is one of the names of the songs and that has just been it reminded me a lot of the kind of you know Dahi's track that he did um Take the Wheel is in that kind of like really introspective like just really beautiful soundscape thing. So I I, I think that there that those two songs are kind of like brothers in my head. Uh hmm. but definitely, definitely check out that. And if you haven't heard The Villagers EP, definitely check out that as well.
2: Okay, very good. Um about in the middle of summer we uh halfway through the year we decided what our worst song of the year so far was around that time.
1: Yeah, we were wrong. Turns out we were wrong. We picked
2: uh, <laughs> Spicy, which is a Diplo and Hervé Page's song featuring Charlie X. Which
1: is a bad song. Which
2: bastardized uh, the Spice Girls song and uh, did bad things to it. Um, <laughs> it did bad things to it. It did it. terrible it did. things to it. Um, but it turns out there was a worse song this year. Uh, main reason is because it was played to death on the radio, still is. Um, and secondly, because it's one of the most annoying songs I've heard. It's one of the most annoying vocals I've ever heard Mm. in my life.
1: I think as well, what what makes it the worst song, as opposed to the Charlie XCX one, is that it's an original composition, whereas Charlie just kind of... They
2: knocked that out. Yeah, it was that was
1: an afternoon in the studio. They had a bit of time to kill. They they were just kind of having a laugh. This was an original composition, and not only was it an original composition, it was popular. People liked it. It's inexplicably popular. It's Um, insane. I hate this song so much, so I'm not going to give you much of
2: it. Uh, all I'll tell you is that they're originally Australian buskers, I believe. um And this song it has a really annoying. That uh, is anybody familiar with Thirty Rock? It has a sexy baby voice. <laughs> yeah. <in> it, and <laughs> it's got this breathy, horrible vocal in it. It, uh, it have...
1: sounds like it's pitched up to like a, d- yeah. a degree where like only or dogs can hear affected, it. Deeply affected. Yeah, it's horrible.
2: Yeah. So it's uh, from Tones and I. And the song is called Dance Monkey, and it's playing at a radio near you. And for the next 10 seconds, it's going to be playing in your ears. We're so sorry. Apologies. So
0: they say, say, for me, dance for me, dance.
2: Okay, that's enough. That's not that. I hate that song so much. I just don't understand why. Oh, it's definitely not. I I worked in
1: an office for much of this year where there was a shared sauna system, but there was definitely like kind of politics around who played things on the sauna system. And there was a lot of kind of, I suppose somebody just like typed in like top 40 or whatever. This song would be played like, I'm not even joking, like three times a day. Three times a day while well, mm. I'm trying to work. I'd also like Can to give you a imagine? special
2: award. Oh. A special award. Um, because I just can't talk about the song anymore. Sorry. That, no, me that's me that's, that's fair. No, okay, no, fine. just um, put it in the bin. Yeah, put it in the bin. Get in the fucking sea. Get in the sea. Dance monkey. Um, go and dance your monkey elsewhere. Just get um, in the bin. I'd like to give a special award to anyone that works in retail in Christmas. Oh. Because they have a horrible um, situation where it's like being in um, some form of uh, mild torture where they have to listen to Christmas songs all the time. Have you
1: ever worked in retail at Christmas?
2: I have not. Oh, I have. Yes, I have.
1: I have. I did actually not not that long ago. I worked in a... Um, a photography studio, you know, where you bring your kids in and we dress them up as like flower pots and that sort of thing. <laughs> like lit- literally, I, I won't say the name of the company, but we, yeah, right. we, we, um, dress like we dress your kid up as like a flower pot or a fucking, an angel or whatever, but we'd have to spend a lot of the time in also an unnamed, uh, shopping center kind of out and about on the floor chatting to people and trying to get them to bring their babies in so we'd be like oh he's lovely has he had his photos done get in and so we get the photos done then we'd absolutely like rob them with the price but anyway uh, during the year there would be the same and I counted 22 songs played on a loop over and over and over again in the shopping center at Christmas time it was 12 songs it was oh just my god Were you in the shopping centre? I wasn't I was in I was in a shopping centre In the centre of town But I can't say where Because otherwise you'll know What company I'm talking about Okay Fine. Um, But it, it is Like retail at Christmas Is bad enough Without having to Hear
2: Be subjected Yeah It's like you know you can, At least you can choose If you want to list a Christmas FM even Yeah Even though You know every time I get in the into car Or get in a taxi And they have Christmas FM on they seem to be playing uh, Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time. Now to me right heat.
1: where's where's Hymns FM? <laughs> I want a hymn. <laughs> where's
2: Sufyan Christmas yeah, FM? Well
1: no I, I just want where's Oh Holy Night? Where's like Away in a Manger? Probably on
2: Lyric FM These to are honest. Yeah
1: actually yeah. No Probably. no ly- Lyric are still playing Banging cool <laughs> tunes. I love Lyric. I absolutely love Banging Lyric. Banging cool
2: tunes, not, not uh, descriptions that have ever been applied to They're
1: <laughs> descriptions that I would apply to the music that Lyric has. Maybe influences.
2: rather than a if uh, Kino Kui-man is on uh, and people are, don't realise what's I saw, happening.
1: I saw that on Twitter. I mean, Lots of people were like, why is there like just absolute I tunes? I feel like he was saving them up <laughs> for
2: the last while just to share them.
1: That was um, really funny. But
2: very good. Because it is a bit of a curveball. You put on or the G, and we expect some trad, and then you get some f- absolute like, like, fil- bangers. filthy house music or like really <laughs> esoteric, um, electronic stuff. And you're yeah. like, What's going on here? Who's yeah. taking over the station? No, he's Keen has been doing that for 20 years. Yeah, so I know. Yeah, he, he yeah. does it for a long, long time. Um, okay, that was, um, enough of that for now but yeah
1: retail uh people get our i think our ultimate award our gold star award give them like, a tip
2: although you can't really give them a tip
1: can i'll you? give no no like you can like just give them one try at least <laughs> <laughs> at least give them a smile yeah that's the least Stop, don't be a dick Like, yeah, don't be a dick <laughs> although no listeners to this podcast wouldn't be yeah exactly
2: you're all sound right yeah um so moving on to our most disappointing albums of 2019 mm-hmm um, earlier in the year, we did a well halfway point. We did a um, best albums of the year, and a part of that discussion, we talked about our most disappointing albums of the year. I know we talked about uh, Anderson Pack Ventura in there, so I won't go into that too much. It has not improved. There's still a couple of tunes on it, but
1: yeah, yeah I great. went back and listened to it. I just I couldn't. Yeah, yeah.
2: And the other one is uh well the first one I was thinking of is Chance the Rapper's The Big Day, and just. I think it only just come out by the time we did that, or maybe it hadn't, but I don't know if we mentioned it, but I just, I tried to put it on again today, and even Chan sounds a bit tired in it. Yeah. <laughs> when he says, it, like, you know when he always does we back, and you're like, he's like, we're back. We're back yeah, again. We're back. And I see, I don't know what he's doing. Like a right.
1: Wednesday in the working week. Like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're, we're back. We're back. <laughs> we're back, come on. Same shit as always. Ready for this,
2: John Legend, are you ready for this? Um, yeah, I have not gone back to that album. It is a pretty excruciating um, not a great album I don't know how well he's he he's. I don't want to say drop off the radar Because it's really hard to tell Well with Chance
1: artist. he's he's either extremely on the radar Or he's completely off the radar He doesn't really see, have an in
2: between Yeah I did see in a week he's cancelled his tour In the US for a second time Citing that he wants to spend time with his family And I mean that all Makes sense in terms of his album Could he not spend time with his
1: family Instead of making this album <laughs> and then we'd we, we be back to square one he's
2: repenting for it i think <laughs> fuck's sake um so chance chance has canceled his uh sec his tour for the second time uh next year so sure, wasn't
1: he canceling gigs over here oh, the he's whole never time. played here properly he had a gig in the helix that he canceled yeah, i had a ticket to that longitude as well i think yeah. um yes
2: yeah, so at the helix
1: though imagine that
2: chance the canceller yeah that's who it is. <laughs> Um, anyway, that I mean, was
1: a really disappointing album. Yeah, really, really disappointing. And, you know, his mate as well had, had an album out this year. Yeah,
2: let's talk about it very briefly. Right, but not let's too do much. It. Um, I, mean, I have not seen Kanye's Jesus is King on any list.
1: No, no, me neither. No. weak. or It didn't even like occur to me. To, it was only when we were recording our albums. It was like at the end of the episode. I was like, God, isn't it mad that he... Released an album this year And it just didn't make it near our list Like like I'm not going to say it's like The worst album of the year Or anything like it But it's just It like, has some
2: redeeming features
1: It does and, No it definitely does and, and and I think time will Will tell As to where it actually falls But It's By far I think his worst album um, Which is a shame But he He has made some of the greatest albums Ever So it's it's a strange benchmark high, to have anyway
2: he's set against unfortunately absolutely
1: but i think just in, in terms of sheer disappointment i don't know a single like i know a lot of kanye west fans and i don't know a single fan who liked it
2: yeah i don't know how much longer we can uh handle that um will he won't he release cycle and if, he, if yeah. he keeps going like that yeah well
1: isn't he releasing something on christmas day Allegedly. Oh, he might be, yeah, yeah. Some kind like he of...
2: said that, but like, you know... Jesus is risen, I, I mean, think mean, he's it's also... Like, there was a picture of him and, and Dr. Dre as if they're going to make an album together. And at no point and did they Snoop? ever say they were going to make... It's just a picture. Like, oh, okay. And it could be one of just... Uh, like us saying, Mixtape 2020. Like, he could just be saying nothing
1: about that. So. But we're... We're serious. About oh yeah, we're serious. T- about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Excited and twenty twenty. Yeah, I've got all the. It's best, happening.
2: I've got all the best rappers lined up <laughs> and uh, all the best producers. You know who you are. Um, <laughs> so watch out for that.
1: You know who you are. This sounds like a threat. <laughs> Gonna start calling in favors. Do you remember yeah. I featured your I mean, song nine, last it's, year? It's called 909 nine
2: because, you know, uh nine of uh, the nine hostages. So you know Th- uh, is that it? I take I take no prisoners, <laughs> but I do actually. It's um,
1: it's a shame that my rap name is Dre. Like <laughs> it might be good for SEO though, so we'll see. <laughs> Dre Cleary. Yeah, Dre Cleary. Cleary kind of brings it down a bit, makes it all sound a bit Protestant.
2: Okay, let's move on to our best music documentary of the year. Um, there is a couple that came to mind very uh, quickly um, the first one I thought of was um, one of your favorites. We actually did a, a we chatted about this on the yeah, podcast um, so you can go back and listen to that in full. It is from uh, the Netflix film and uh, uh, accompanying um, compilation or live album. Um, From Beyonce is Homecoming Yes The story of her Coachella performance From last year uh, Was
1: last year 2017 2016 2016 Oh shit I might be entirely wrong With that though But Uh, I feel like it was 2016
2: Yeah I can't actually Remember what year it was Now but um, it is a fast 2018 2018, Oh Jesus Okay I don't know Where (laughs) I was going (laughs) Time moves fast But
1: okay I'll, I'll tell you how great This album was I didn't even know That we were going To discuss this On the podcast And I had a very long Bus journey here And I was like Gonna throw on homecoming, like that's I'm I'm listening to it on a week to week basis. It is so stunning, and I rewatched the um the Netflix documentary recently with a pal of mine, and it's just it it's amazing to like truly capture an artist at their what feels like her peak. But Beyonce has just kind of gone up and up and up and up. So who knows if this is her peak or not? But Imperial phase they call y- it. Yeah, where yeah. That just can do no wrong. Right, exactly, yeah. And it's yeah, it, i think it's the most amount of Beyonce the person that we've gotten since, you know, smash hits or like, you know, those those old interviews she would have done in like the early stages of destiny's child it's the most amount of her we've gotten because she's a notoriously incredibly private person but we got an insight into her as a mother as a wife as a performer as an artist as a singer as a dancer as a kind of uh, as a boss like just all of these kind of facets of her um were delivered in such a nuanced yet really, really subtle way so it never really got in the way of what you're really there for which is to see Coachella, Beyoncé, yeah. Beychella, if you Bechella. will. But yeah, I was I was absolutely floored by it. I cried like six times during it. and It's
2: just a really great contextualization of what she actually did and how she did it and yeah. how, why she did it. And yeah. how
1: much work goes into yeah. something like that. It's not just like, oh, well, you know, oh, Beyoncé, she's like... I don't, yeah, I don't know. it's it, it's I, I feel like people take for granted what an excellent performer she is. But when you see the amount of work that went into it, you can't deny that she is up there with Prince. She's up there with Michael Jackson. like she's up there with the the best performers of a generation, in my opinion
2: yes i agree um one of the other music documentaries that came out this year which you might be surprised to hear was actually even this year mm. is the fire festival documentary
1: best film of the year
2: <laughs> oh i had such good times watching that uh, i have never looked at anything uh, with such horror and through a cringing have you one. watched it more than once no i couldn't go back
1: i watched it the, the week I, we I were the, i tried watching
2: amazon one.
1: Oh no yeah was, no, it was, no it wasn't that was really really boring uh Firefest is the best thing that happened this year. I don't care. Like yeah. as in the The film. What was the film called? Just Fire. Oh, just Fire, that was it, yeah. Um it's <laughs> I, I recently finished as uh, the latest season of Silicon Valley. Oh yeah, they, yeah, the last one. Yeah, so they Kind of yeah. take the piss Rust out Fest. of Rustfest. Oh, I love that. was my favorite so thing in the good. whole series. It's so, so good. And it so just good. opens the
2: episode, the cold open is Rustfest. And you're like, oh <laughs> my I God. Like, oh, they're I'm going so glad there. they kept this guy around for the, just for this.
1: He's so funny. <laughs> it's so, so good. But it, like, even Rustfest in Silicon Valley wasn't even nearly as ridiculous as Firefest was. Like, yeah, in reality. And Firefest was, you know, the ship that launched a thousand memes. Like, it was. Everywhere If you hadn't seen it And you were at the water cooler in work, Are you sure you want to talk it was about like, water? The, <laughs> it was just
2: Poor old Andy Poor it was, old Andy oh, Andy's, He was willing to take one for the team He
1: is my I'm going to say it If if I was in charge of the time person of the year <laughs> It would be Andy <laughs> Yeah, Firefest was amazing Um, On a, on a less A less jovial... who would go below and beyond For, <laughs> for,
2: for you No matter what Below. He yeah. would do that. He would Nile. go there. <laughs> he, he would. Well, that's what he was saying, Did he? No, I, he, I he didn't. So. He only said like, he would. He was like, I'll do it. Okay. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, No one's asking you to do this. He was like, No, I want to do it. It's
1: fine.
2: I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Um,
1: um, on, on a darker note, though, I thought an excellent documentary that was released this year was Leaving Neverland, which is also a huge talking point. Oh, I know I brought it down, right? It's but, interesting to
2: talk about it now because um, we're far enough away from all of those. Like it's very raw um, footage. And even earlier this year, the Or Kelly uh, multi-part documentary, HBO documentary. That's also. And it was on ABC, maybe. I can't remember who, who actually made it. I think it was ABC. Um, but, again, very interesting. Um, obviously, uh, too, we, we've we talked about this on the podcast before, but um, so it's hard to go back into it, but I'm, what I'm interested in, um, sorry, it was a Lifetime documentary, The Surviving Orchid. Oh, yeah. um, you know, details about two very famous performers, in particular Michael Jackson um, was Something that's been around for a long time and or Kelly something that's been talked about for a long time, but yeah. specific details. In the wake of, of Me Too, have we seen enough um people come out in terms of the music industry? Those are two of the biggest examples. Yeah. Um this year.
1: Ryan uh, Adams as well, Ryan I'd say Adams would be well. Up there. He's been very quiet. But in cloudy. terms of the music industry, like we haven't really had a reckoning in the music industry the like like the likes of the the film industry in Hollywood which is really interesting because i think in Hollywood me too was so impactful and powerful because while, while there is a lot of studio executives and people in other you know guises in in the industry Harvey Weinstein was the person who was like just strung up and the amount of women that came out against him, it's like it made it undeniable. Whereas in the yeah. music industry, it's a lot harder. Well, I've read I read his it's book, a lot more,
2: Catching, the Ronan Farrow book, uh, Catch and Kill, about all of that and how just... even Oh, though, the journalist who yeah, broke it. Yeah, yeah. Even though you you know all the details, there's just so many more of those details than the lengths that he went to, you know follow him and trying to entrap him and like calling up Woody Allen and trying to get like uh, specific details that they could use against him yeah um just really crazy stuff that you yeah. think would if you were paranoid you'd be like no I'm being so paranoid and Ronald Fire became so paranoid and all that that's a very specific thing um, obviously um Harvey Weinstein's trial is going to happen in January yeah so this is going to yeah. come back around again um, with these others, though, with Michael Jackson, he's 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 passed. So yeah, he's dead. It's, so it's family against uh, the accusers, and in the middle, there's fans who are staunchly supporting him. Yeah,
1: I know. Like this, I have people in my family who refuse to. Believe any sure of it, which is, yeah, is a, plenty of people like it's that. such a shame, and it just it, it it becomes one of those things that you actually can't really talk about yeah. around
2: earlier earlier this year when that happened. I thought that like okay, we won't be hearing Michael Jackson anywhere out, um, and I don't think that's gonna last.
1: No, no, I've 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 heard Michael Jackson played countless times. I've definitely countless heard it in times. like pubs in the yeah. background. I heard I won't be playing it. Still. I heard Thriller played in a record store while I was buying a record. And I said to the guy behind the counter, I was like, "Really, you playing this?" And he was like, "Oh shit, yeah." And he 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 just said like, "Oh, it's it's on like a a playlist, but yeah, shit." And I was just like, "I'm not like you know, giving out or anything, but I'm just saying like, you know, you're you're in a music shop, like maybe yeah. maybe don't play this. Like people are pr- no one privy to, be, to this. Like no one, like needs,
2: you're not trying to make people discover Michael Jackson's music, or anything, no,
1: so. it, precisely oh, yeah. right, and so no yeah, one needs to
2: hear that." Um, yeah, it's an awkward one, and then with the Orcadie thing again. Yeah, it's the same thing. Um, what is the latest with Orkelly? you know? I was
1: just about to ask you. I, think I don't I saw know. Last
2: I... week about him. Um,
1: I think the tr- the him. Tr- I think it's all still oh, it's ongoing. Just today,
2: he was arraigned uh, on a bribery charge, possibly related to nineteen ninety four marriage to Aaliyah. There you go. So just today. So, yeah. that's all so it's, it's all still
0: system.
1: ongoing, I think.
2: He's in jail still, I think. Um, his second trial date is set um, uh, in May 2020. So I think he's in jail. Yeah. Um, so, so I think
1: I, I think maybe, like it's interesting to look back at this year, but not only this year, but this decade in terms of the... In terms of Me Too, but also just like if you were to look further back at Kesha and all, all of that stuff that was happening, there there are a lot of very, very brave people speaking out about it. But I don't think the music industry has had the reckoning that it needs to have.
2: Yeah, we um, had an interesting thing on uh, the nine oh nine Facebook group where somebody posted a survey mm. um, last week. Um, and I no, have no doubt they were good, well-intentioned in what they were trying but to do.
1: But it just wasn't the way it was basically
2: an anonymous survey no clear guidelines how this data would be used um it was asking if you have experienced abuse in the in the irish music industry and there has always been like murmurs of things that have been suggested that are hard to verify and basically you were right you were talking you responded to them at the time it was over the weekend so i didn't have a chance to look but it was gone by the time i looked at it properly um but yeah, it was, it's not the right form. Uh, for well, them. I, I,
1: well, what my, what I basically said to the person who I 100% believe was well-intentioned, but also to. think they were to, to do something. Yeah, like, positive. yeah. But to anybody in Ireland. So I know we have listeners from 41 countries, baby. Um, but here. So hi, Spotify,
2: told us so week, Spotify nice. tells us. So Spotify tells
1: us. But here in Ireland, we have extremely awful problematic and strict libel laws here so anything like that if that ever gets in the hands of anybody could destroy a court case it's not like America we can't go that nobody in Ireland can go to the Irish Times and say or like you know the Independent or whoever and ask them to write a piece about something it doesn't work like that here um which is why i think we here in ireland we need a broader me too movement to happen in order for it to happen here and that it's a great shame but we are definitely looking to our kind of relative industries in the uk in the us and in the kind of in the wider world because there's nothing we can really do here without putting ourselves at risk i guess yeah, yeah.
2: I think uh, the only thing really that's happened here in the arts has been, uh, you know, um, the gate. The gate the theater, was the thing, uh, yeah, yeah. And it'd be interesting to explore that, how that came about. Um, there was mostly allegations of uh, abuse of power and bullying from uh, around Michael Colgan, allegedly. Yeah. So, um, but... Those kind of things are harder too. Yeah, there are stricter laws here. Liable Incredibly laws are, strict laws. Um, but these these are laws where like, oh, like if you,
1: if, if there's anything in the press about it, it could throw a court case out. Isn't know? it crazy? So it's like all that mental. stuff
2: about, you know, famous sports uh, person and you see all the Irish stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then you see all the coverage from abroad and you're like, oh, they're just naming yeah the person i know They're just naming all this stuff i know. just can't do that
1: here it's so it's, it's a worth, it's tricky worth, place to be yeah. right now it's it's a and we weren't really here we didn't have these conversations or these issues at the start of the decade which is very interesting and it's good that we're having them it's good that we're thinking about things like libel and it's good that we're thinking about things like what is the best forum to you know kind of yeah. bring these conversations about uh, and it, it really goes to show how far we've come since, you know, 2000 and or even 2010, you know, like but in a
2: similar vein, there was a me too. Uh, well, there was a, a, a Google spreadsheet that people were submitting to about in the U S about people who worked in film and production mm. um detailing what the kind of person they were. And by people doing that kind of thing, sharing uh, direct personal experiences in order to warn other people about it but it's very much public like you couldn't do that here
1: Um, yeah that that here and i think any any woman who's in the irish music industry here knows that there is it's it, it all happens in whispers and that's a shame but that's where we are with the law
2: It'd be interesting to, yeah, it'd be one of those things to explore um, yeah. potentially about what could be done. If but it's all very dark. Like mm. Yeah. So let's move on to something light. Um, yes, please. Yeah. Uh, so So uh, I think we might have a similar one on this. This is our favorite live TV music performance.
1: I think um, we probably have the same one. I have two. Okay. I
2: have two. Uh, the first one is Lizzo's Juice on Ellen, where she mm. plays the flute.
1: Oh, it's so good. I've forgotten uh, about that. This was it. in
2: January this year. This is when we were like going nuts about juice. And I'm still not sick of this. This song. is
1: when we first met Sasha, I think.
2: Sasha Flew? Yeah. Um, so this is on Ellen. This is a, a brief uh, audio of that video, which you can watch on YouTube. Lizzo on Ellen.
0: More than friends, What you want me to say?
2: lizzo um <laughs> andrea's taking a story while i actually talk on mic right Sorry. now um so this is that was the best live uh, music performance and one of the best live music performances i reckon you might have the other one that i feel is tied for this one um but maybe this one is more impactful for me overall I hope
1: I'm right with the one I think it is. Let's go
2: with what you say. I
1: is. say it's FKA Twigs yes. doing cellophane on Fallon. Correct. Which is I- like insane. Shake hands. Like, like, like literally hands. like... FKA
2: Twigs, cellophane. Um, yeah. One of the songs of the year it took a long time to get going until I realized that because it was, it's it's a very difficult song in a way, but yeah. um, beautiful song. And her performances of it on live TV have been pretty insane and no more than when on Jimmy Fallon which is worth reading the comments part by the way.
1: Oh really? <laughs> yeah. What are the comments? Oh I I
2: I'll, I'll, I'll play a bit from from this. Okay, we'll come um, back to it. Uh but I think you need what well, you need to know about uh that uh, performance is that not only is it have this beautiful piano and uh and cello, cello running through it, it also has um a huge, a very long part for a, a live uh, television network in the U.S. Where she gets up and does her pole dancing, and yeah. the strength and uh, control that she shows in that is unreal.
1: I watched that performance, and after watching it, I decided that my New Year's resolution for twenty nineteen is to get super ripped. <laughs> and just be, be like FK Twigs yeah. and be right. able to do a pull up. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, she's doing a bit more than that. Yes, uh, <laughs> but just the strength and control she shows is just like obviously that song is about a breakup, a very public breakup with Robert Pattinson and mm. the fans and how
1: they react. But I, sure. I actually think her vocals in this performance are more affecting than in the album version. They're devastating. They're, they're absolutely devastating. destroy you. Like they are just, and she's a. But she's, she's got so much control, not only over her body, but over her perf- her vocal performance as well. Like, I I I don't know about you, but I cried when I watched this. <laughs> like, I was in peace. I, the first time I, I saw it.
2: this was, um, I've been out for a few hours. I was in Limerick, actually. And I watched this when I got home and I was like in bits about yeah. it. I was like, oh my God, what? Yeah fuck is going yeah, on here yeah what did Fallon like, do actually, to not deserve that I've been this avoiding the album but I definitely haven't. I wasn't processing it or going near it really at that time yeah and then I watched this and I was, was like, this
1: the turning point for you with the album yeah 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 okay.
2: absolutely I was like I immediately put the album on again I was like all right I need to hear this right yeah. now um and so yeah and just the way she sings like especially those lines like do it, how, why don't they do it for you oh my gosh kind of so here's a bit from FK Twigs on Jimmy Fallon performing cellophane you. she's just roving and gets up on the pole dance and there's another three minutes of that performance, which is absolutely immaculate. You should watch it. Yes, the comments on YouTube. <laughs> uh, Equi-A Twigs is like a goddess and Jimmy is like our little gremlin servant announcing her newest <laughs> creation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. Like, yeah. can you see Jimmy? You can't see yeah. Jimmy during the performance. He comes you? in at the end. Ugh. If a painting
2: sounded like this, I would watch it dry for a million years.
1: Oh, that's so sweet. FK
2: Twig's more like I lost my wigs. <laughs> um, that's such a stretch. Man. I love it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, she's she's just been like I a warm I never thought bug. that a
2: pole dance would make me cry.
1: Right? Yeah. I remember uh, like a good few years ago, maybe 10 years ago, there was this like really sexist thing that was going around which was like oh feminism died it was something along the lines of like feminism died as soon as women uh, as, uh, as soon as women started going to pole dancing classes to feel empowered or something like that and I remember being annoyed at it at the time and I didn't really understand why I was that annoyed at it apart from the fact that like pole dancing and dancing and all of that stuff is like Legit and really hard, um, but then when you watch FKA Twigs doing it, you're like, it's it's an art form. Like it's there's so much more that you can do with that than. It's one of the most
2: graceful things I've ever
1: seen. Yeah, like, it's it's like a ballet. Like but it's, it's more it's to me, I
2: mean, yeah, no disrespect to ballet because it it ballet is a hugely difficult art form. But there's something about the 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 control required to hold yourself up and also look graceful and mm. all that stuff anyway look i'm no expert about all this but, but i, I just really appreciate that she has brought this yeah. to the jimmy fallon show
1: but I, I i just love how much it subverts what we imagine pole dancing to be and the thing that we imagine pole dancing to be is also very, very hard and and like very difficult and involves you having to be able to literally lift your own weight, which is more than I can do.
2: Look, I've seen Hustlers in the last few weeks, so I yeah, know about that. Yeah,
1: right? Like it, those lads in Magic Mike never went near a pole, just yeah. saying. No,
2: like, they able to hold themselves up. Yeah. And, and that's the other part about it, like she is holding herself up yeah. also in, in like her symbolically songwriting as well. as yeah, song. Symbolically as well,
1: right? It's oh, it's just, it's so huge. It's such a huge thing. I'm so glad she's had the year that she's had in terms of her success and in terms of like breaking through. Getting recognition for sure for yeah. the album yeah. as well. Um,
2: so our next award is the best use of music in a TV show. You have a uh, selection for this, I believe.
1: I do. Um, I've complete recency bias with this, but I have been watching Watchmen. I haven't seen the finale yet because I'm waiting for the weekend. But um, I just thought that the Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross um, use of life on Mars um, in, I think it was the sixth or seventh episode of the series was really, really, really beautiful. Um, And I just wanted to give that a shout out because I actually I listened to the song before I'd seen the program and the song like in itself is really, really beautiful. Um, so even if you don't watch Watchmen, definitely go and check that out. You can get it on YouTube or wherever. Yeah,
2: Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Apparently, yeah. their next uh, part of their Watchmen uh, soundtrack is them being a band in the Watchman universe. Oh my God, like what? Yeah, Luke are you serious? Tonight. Yeah, that's apparently what it is. It's some. Um, they're, they're is that in in the finale? I don't know. I don't know. <gasps> but apparently, that's part of what they've done in the next part. Uh, Do you know?
1: I rewatched The Social Network last night. Was it last night or the night? No, the night before last. And um, they're just—they're very talented guys, aren't they? <laughs> like, they are. They're—they're yeah, they're, sure. they're real good at music.
2: I wish I kept a, a um, list of the things that I really enjoyed on TV. I know. No, I me too. Like
1: I literally, I, I. Th- there is probably a million others. The only thing but, I can think of
2: in terms of music in a TV show this year is Legion season three, um, which has some fantastic. Uh, music choices but also has the band Super Organism appear in the first episode Oh, class! and it's done in such a way you're just like what yeah <laughs> and it's fantastic I yeah love that. yeah it's great uh, also see season... one of their songs something for your mind
1: season two of Fleabag came out I think early this year was it this year yeah well well, <sighs> sure. I, I went to check it earlier and it's on uh, it's on lists of 2019 so I'm very sorry if, if it, was it, was. But, yeah, it was last year maybe um, in the US it was but yeah but the music in the second series of that um, which was composed by Phoebe Wallace Bridge sister um, that kind of like Dominus like like kind of choral religious music that's in it is really really stunning and really effective so that definitely deserves a shout out as well
2: very good Uh, maybe we should stick with other media for now oh okay Um, I was going to go into best worth beef Best what? Best worst beef of the year. Best
1: worst beef. Okay, yes. Okay.
2: Will, I, will, I, will I go into that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I Why just, not? <laughs> looking back at this, I was just thinking how weird it was and funny it was. And the best worst beef of the year. Do I know this? Is Azalea Banks versus Ireland.
1: <gasps> oh, yeah. Just to
2: remind you what she said. What um was this year? What did she, so she didn't, she missed a flight or missed a ferry or something like that and spent, no,
1: the, she, she was like on a flight I got kicked off of and course. got kicked off it for right. some unknown reason. I think so. She
2: spent the next 24 hours crying on Instagram and giving out about <laughs> Ireland. Um, and the thing, among the things she said was, Don't you have a famine to go die in? You lot <laughs> are a bunch of prideful inbred leprechauns, the rest of the world's white folk don't want to associate with you lot at all, and it's because you are barbarians. I'm happiest knowing that the Irish are quarantined on an oil so they can continue to inbreed and keep their defective genes away from humanity.
1: I forgot it was this bad. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh my that's God, that's was, horrendous. That's why I, I almost wanted to
2: bring it up because I was like... Oh, well, that was really bad.
1: That was that was like <laughs> that was the day fun. before or the day of her playing in the fucking like academy or yeah, somewhere. And she wasn't did actually it? play yeah. in
2: the end, and she was like, "Oh, I love all my fans." Yeah, yeah sorry. And were just like we love her. We don't care if she. I hates couldn't us. make it because I was were in fucking a famine. potato patties. Fucking or like need to be fuck? quarantined. So she still turned up. Um, um, also, for, for balance, the nicest news story of the year. Mm. We only talked about it very recently. Rod Stewart's model train that he said spent 26 years building. With pride on his face when you see him in a picture, totally worth looking at. It's
1: just like, what a lovely man. What a love, like, more importantly, what a lovely train set. A very nice train. It was. Model train. An accomplishment. I'm very, very, very proud of him. And I'm really glad it's that he's model train. It's a model train landscape, really.
2: It is. It's, it's so mo- much it's more. more. It's so much more than just a train. <laughs> you know it's like most things that people love so much like like people Um, are into warhammer and you're like no you don't get it dude
1: on the beef thing right the the beef i do not want or like the person who's involved a lot of beefs this year who i do not want to continue that trend trend into 2020 is grimes i'm so over her having beef with people just stick to the music on have
2: you heard her new song
1: New, new new
2: she last friday
1: no oh oh really
2: well i only gave it a quick listen, but it, there's a drum and bass bit in it i was like oh i'm not no. opposed to drum and bass mm, you might be when you hear it this.
1: reminds me <laughs> of my dundalk days going to the spirit store drum and bass nights thursday nights <laughs> great lovely <laughs> big time Attempted at a whistle <laughs>
2: didn't work um okay so we're going to move on to the live arena now once more before we uh, almost wrap up um And we're going to discuss our gig of the year or gigs of the year, maybe. Yeah. Um, I have a list that I made, um, that have five on it. Okay. Briefly count them down. Um, and ha- actually, since I made this, has this changed? No. Um, five was the Strokes at Electric Picnic. I was very surprised oh, by how up. good they were. Yeah, whatever. The, the yeah, you even saw though, the Strokes
1: at Electric Picnic. Yeah, 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 I'm a lifelong Strokes fan who hasn't seen them live. <laughs> I get it.
2: Yeah. Well, even though Julian Casablancas was being... Um, Either drunk perfect or out of the way, me I I, <laughs> being perfect, it was all over the place. It was great, perfect. It was exactly what you want from the strokes, yeah, like, absolutely. Um, after that, I would pick uh, maybe John Hopkins, at all together now, was one of the highlights of the year. Um, we had the chromatics in Vicker Street as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, sorry, do you know what? I'd actually scratched the chromatics because on a, in the same venue, I put in girl band, probably even oh, higher up on that list. That's going um, on my list now. Girl that, band, added. maybe the gig of the year, actually. Um, But closely around it or hovering around it is Julie Jacqueline at wheels. the first time we saw her. Um, And then Lizzo at the Olympia. So. Cool. That was a, that was more like a, a communal experience that was the most communal experience of the year I've had. Lizzo at the Olympia, maybe girl band might have been my favorite. Gig of Lizzo the year.
1: at the Olympia was great because we went up to the box and those ladies that were in the box just welcomed us with open arms. They were just like, Come on in, have a party just with us. Just look like you belong. They were just, Don't worry about it. they were the most crack. I love them. Uh, in terms of best gigs for me, mine is definitely right. So, I'm going to say girl band is up there. Uh, I went on the Friday. Lizzo's up there in terms of just like the gig that everyone wanted to be at, and it, it like achieved what it was supposed to. Like everyone was talking about it, everyone was trying to get tickets. You went, and it was actually as good as you thought it was going to be. Uh, Julia Jacqueline is up there because she was just so effortlessly charming and brilliant. The 1975s up there for stage production. Um, like I've I've actually never seen a gig like it. It was unbelievable and like I mentioned earlier completely turned me around on the band and also antlers in the sugar club um I I think I talked about this briefly on the podcast you did before it. I actually went
2: back and looked at all of the podcasts we did this year to it see if we I want to talk about something again I, yeah
1: I and yeah so and antlers at the sugar club I think that that was probably my gig of the year but not for like not because it was necessarily like the most you know out there or whatever but I was like in the second row was two people away from Pete Silberman. And like, as soon as we got to maybe the fifth song from hospice, I was not like, not like a single tear running down my cheek or anything. And not even like a kind of a blubbery cry. I was extremely ugly crying. And I think it's my gig of the year because it, it, it awoke a lot of like emotional, shit in me that I then have to go and deal with. And it reminded me that music actually has the power to trigger shit in you that you don't even really know is there. So I, I left that gig absolutely like physically, emotionally, like mentally, Destroyed, and it stayed with me for a good week after. And I actually booked a therapy appointment like <laughs> the week after it. So I mean, if if you go to a gig and you book a therapy appointment because of it, <laughs> it's probably an impactful, good gig. So yeah, yeah. and I think and anybody who's listening who was at that antlers gig will will definitely know what I'm talking about. Like there wasn't a dry eye in the house. Like it was insane.
2: Okay, um, I know you're but not a big festival goer,
1: so I don't know. If you I have went to A, a festival, festival of the year. I went to A festival. You went to all together now. I went to all together now. That's right. And I saw um, Father John Misty which was and a contentious Paddy Smith one this year. Yeah, <laughs> and hopefully
2: it will all be ironed out by next year because they've already announced a couple of good acts. I'll they? go again next year. Would you? Uh, you know, yeah, see, I think yeah. a lot of people will. They forget. They I will. will just, I think they will have to. They will know. They, ha- they already know They're going to fix it
1: But see the big thing For me in 2019 It can't happen again When it comes to festivals Is that I realised I can do one night At a festival And no more Great And that's it Do it Um, But I if do you, If you
2: drove You could actually Just drive home
1: That's it Yeah, yeah. Perfect Yeah
2: like. Although part of the fun Is staying up late yeah
1: <laughs> i went i went a bit early all together now but um, um i mean i didn't go to any more festivals than all together now so i guess that's my festival of the year
2: yeah i'm sure a lot of people are thinking about buying tickets or maybe they have bought tickets for christmas for other people iggy pop and girl band are playing all together now a lot of the other festivals have announced um their first few acts even forbidden fruit this yeah High gin and loyal carner and underworld are on that um there's a few others out there. independence is re- whole thing is out independence has announced um Sea session Picnic Well speaking of Because we haven't had a chance To talk about this Because we've been doing End of year stuff Oh yeah But uh, Body and Soul Has left Electric Picnic Yes And do you know What they've called The replacement
1: so, Soul and Body Mind and Body Mind and Body, Mind and body no, joke. Yeah. no joke Yeah Oh no I was I was furious about that
2: The brazen neck on them
1: Like that's Stunning, like that's genuinely stunning, like Um, mm. mind and body.
2: But anyway, speaking of festivals, my favourite festival this year because it's just a different festival from anything else, Um, it was It Takes a Village, which was my first one this year. Mm. Um, Main reason is because it takes place in mostly under a roof, so uh, the Irish weather is not a problem. It's all mostly indoors. Um, There's also, uh, you can play crazy golf and uh, go -go go-karting. But you stay in a chalet, you stay in a house,
0: mm-hmm. you have a
2: nice time. I had a great time there this year. It was my first uh, festival of the year and I'd definitely be going back, um, as the w- website says themselves. Uh, it Takes a Village to forever changed the concept of an Irish festival. I mean, this is their words. It puts the roof over its head, makes its bed and pop the kettle on.
1: Oh, that's so nice. So that's what a- I want from a festival. Yeah, yeah. Next year, I definitely want to go to another love story. Oh, they have announced some max. Oh, go on.
2: Romare, Pillow Queens, um, Junior <gasps> Brother... Uh, scary era Bantam Great Nice I didn't know I just copped Lovely that Lovely no? acts Links Africa, <laughs> Links Africa.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is that an act Called Links Africa uh, So there's a few There's a I good few that. acts
2: Announced there There we go Exclusive. Yeah next year I definitely want to go To another love story
1: Because of your Recommendations oh, you about it's it so I know good. No I, I will go next year I was year.
2: almost going to uh, New Year's Eve um, Their New Year's Eve Party this year But I've decided instead I'd like to have a local New Year's Eve in Dublin, and I've never had one before, as in, like, out of the city centre. So, the circular uh, is a bar in Rialto, just open very close to where I live. Hmm. And um, I'm going to be, Lumo is going to be playing there on New Year's Eve. Nice. And we're going to have a nice dinner beforehand and go down and have the buzz. I'm going to be So If you're looking for something bed. to do on New Year's Eve, do that.
1: I'm going to be asleep at 12 <laughs> because I love waking up with no hangover on New Year's Day. I feel like I've got a head start in the year to everyone else top tip everyone will catch up on you though yeah Yeah, i guess (laughs) but
2: it's a good day (laughs) you don't have to say it (laughs) good long walk go for good long walk that day yeah um and speaking of like festivals i guess one of the acts that i saw one of the the new discoveries in terms of like i was aware of them but i had never seen them live before Mm. and i saw them twice in the same weekend at takes village and then a couple of times we hosted their other trad band that is tpm from dundalk Mm -hmm. um just absolutely brilliant live and then the merry wallopers their trad uh side project like i can't awesome. wait to see them live they're so good oh my god they're so good so just a really rowdy uh trad band and, uh, on on
1: stuff. on live festival performances i have to say i i liked kojak before all together now this year but i didn't i feel like he clicked with me this year during that gig because he had the live band with him and i just i don't know i i felt myself getting like really really excited about That's a what about his future music. gigs are. That's why are gonna i'm be still like. on to gigs all the time because yeah.
2: you if you do if somebody can do it live um in a way that you cuz you can hide under production and all that kind of stuff but if you can do that stuff live, yeah you're you're showing your work Yeah. and, you're
1: and Kojak, bless him did it through kind of bad sound at the time as well which is really really unfortunate but he just sounded like him and the band and all the guests he had just sounded so so huge and i think something really really clicked with me during that set at all together now and then i became like a kojak like stan (laughs) after that which is great you know look we're
2: nearly at the end of our podcast we actually are going to a gig after this we are Um, what
1: do you have left that you haven't um, talked about
2: tv shows and movies, and then oh, I have a trend. Future. A music oh, yeah, trend. yeah, I knew something else. My to ask favorite
1: me. music trend that happened this year was that everybody just lost their shit about ABBA at, <laughs> around like March. <laughs> it's just like a huge like ABBA moment. I think it was because uh, there was a film. Everyone
2: what? shot the ABBA bed.
1: Yeah, and well, what are those films called? Mamma Mia. Oh, yeah. uh, the new Mamma Mia came out, and then everyone just realized or remembered how much they love ABBA. So I think the first. Half or quarter of this year will be defined by just listening to a lot of ABBA again. Uh,
2: the the ABBA orchestral thing is happening as well, isn't it?
1: Oh, when's that?
2: It's in the Three Arena soon.
1: Oh, I didn't know about that. I should go to that.
2: Three Three Arena uh, Valentine's the weekend.
1: Tree. Oh, there you go. Saturday,
2: fifteenth of February. There you go. Lovely. Uh, I think they were involved in that in some way, right? Because that was the thing. Is that the thing you are talking about making new songs for? The, Wait, they, they weren't th- quite ready for.
1: No, that was a that was a thing where they were going to have holograms. Oh and no that was like to happen in like sweden or something
2: oh right sorry this thing is, is <laughs> i think this Bjorn is just again. an orchestra i thought it was yeah okay no forget about that
1: yeah no no there was some other thing where it was like abba holograms and stuff and it was like but none of them are dead like <laughs> why, can't they, why can't they just come <laughs> <laughs> can't they just come they just <laughs> um those yeah i think those are all my my um awards
2: okay do you have, um, in terms of uh, what we normally talk about at the end of the podcast, would be your what you're currently listening and watching and reading and all that stuff? Yeah, it's Do been a few have...
1: weeks since we did that because we've been on list. Yeah. World, so,
2: um, I don't even. Rem- I've watched so much stuff this year. I can't even tell you what my favorite thing would be.
1: Yeah. So I guess. Um, move... I mean, this
2: year was the the year of Game of Thrones and the oh, ending of all Jesus, that. Yeah. Like. But just even the excitement of all of it was just
1: like I can recommend else. Lindsay Ellis, who is a YouTube video essayist, did a two-part thing on. She's like a, a film studies person. Uh, she's absolutely incredible. You should definitely check her out. Um, she did a uh, a double feature video essay on why Game of Thrones seasons a season eight didn't work. Um, and I rewatched that very recently, and that's excellent. Um, but in terms of yeah, films, I think probably like Booksmart is probably still my favorite uh, film of the year.
2: again. It's just so fucking song, good.
1: Like it's just such a vibe. So so good. I I saw mid nineties on Netflix. Oh yeah. I didn't. Uh, sorry, I didn't watch it, oh. but I added it to my I list to is, watch over Christmas.
2: Definitely one of the uh, my favorite films of yeah, the
1: year. Yeah, that feels like a, a good companion to book smart yeah um, and there's a there's a
2: yeah no that one is definitely watched that mid 90s it is fantastic it, i haven't seen a lot like it yeah um, and i'm just so impressed with um jonah hill and what he what he did with um his directorial debut just an absolutely beautiful movie and uh yeah i would recommend that
1: uh other like tv shows that come out this year i've been really enjoying Watchmen, the his dark materials um television show is absolutely stunning and it's gotten better and better with every episode that's come out i'm extreme like as a as a book fan i'm extremely impressed with it um what was that one with your one who was in orange is the new black and it was about her going through the same day over and over and over again
2: oh um yeah gotta get
1: up yeah yeah, get yeah, up. yeah yeah well, that that oh, needs to be yeah. down there is like that's one, one of the best uses of music in a TV show. Uh, yeah, Russian doll, Russian doll, that's uh, that called, came yeah. out this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sex really Education good. came out this year, which is also excellent. Really, really that. enjoyed that. Oh, it's brilliant. I'd say you'd like it. Um, what? A,
2: oh, uh, Succession is what I've been talking about. All I haven't, year. still haven't watched it.
1: I'm so sorry. I'm
2: okay, sorry. that's great. Yeah, I'm actually really enjoying watching. This is weird. Um, I'm I'm surprised with myself, but. Uh, we really enjoy watching The Crown <laughs>
1: <laughs> You said to me last week that you'd started it Are you I'm,
2: I'm like at the end of season 2 Amazing In a week and a half I'm like I'm just enjoying I'm watching
1: it so The much. Sopranos
3: Ah
2: oh, well sure You can never watch For the first time
1: Sopranos. and it is I don't know if anyone out there has heard of The Sopranos Hey have you heard of The Sopranos But it's a very very good TV show Yeah um, it is it's quite good actually. I'd also say if you, if you have time over Christmas watch the irishman just give it a go i think it was excellent
2: yeah it's very I thought it was great it's good it's good i don't think i enjoyed it maybe as much as uh, a lot of other people um but maybe just the mood i was in i don't know
1: that's that's okay that's yeah not... it's all right yeah. um but yeah no like in, in terms of thinking about what came I mean, in, baby yoda
2: year. like the star wars film is out tomorrow and baby yoda is already like Succeeded it. Is he... In terms of importance. The,
1: Baby Yoda isn't going to be in the new Star Wars, no. see
2: oh. I don't think so. Oh. It would be weird if it was.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. I haven't seen the Star Wars program. I've watched... I, I'm, I'm waiting... It's,
2: it's, it's very light and it's like a episodic. So it's very much like... Um,
1: like you're watching Stargate, but it's in the Star Wars universe. Like I,
2: I saw somebody describe it as something like... Like watching Xena Warrior Princess or something like that. It's oh, like, okay. It's not quite as like... Uh, trashy is that? Uh, trashy maybe isn't the word, but like camp, like I guess. daytime TV is that? Okay, because uh, everything sure. has like emotional weight and like well produced and isn't like shit mm. uh, looking. But uh, I'm just
1: um, waiting for somebody to make a compilation of the Baby Yoda and I'll just watch that. To be honest, and I'll probably get like ten out of ten for me. Like it's a, like look he's, at
2: Baby very Yoda a pod- he's very cute podcasts or he's very cute. I could start a Baby Yoda podcast. and uh, Baby Yoda gifts. So the word podcast came up on my screen there. So I said <laughs> it. Um,
1: baby is yeah. very cute. And I'm happy that he happened. Yeah. I'm suspicious of him, given no, that like I mean, dis- Disney now. So own- no, but Disney now owns Star Wars. Oh, they're just being smart. It's baby- so smart yeah, just but think. being smart is also being exploitative of people's money in the run up to Christmas. Yeah. But that's just me being cynical, I guess.
2: Okay, that's fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's allowed. You're allowed to be cynical. Yeah. If, if you weren't being cynical at some point, I'd be worried about you. Yeah. Um, okay, what have we got left? Um, I think the last thing really is to discuss, um, to leave it on the music doorstep. Yes. For another year. Because sure. it is our final uh, episode of the year. Um, I don't know, we'll be back in January, I guess. Um, I mean, I hope week so. January, <laughs> we're going to take a few weeks off. Yeah. I'm going to be really rusty by the time we get back. Um, but it'll be good
1: because this episode was such smooth (laughs) sailing with the bottle of Prosecco that we managed to like plow through (laughs) true
2: true. and we have a gig to go to oh Barry season two that was the other thing
1: oh Barry's good yeah yeah
2: Barry's very good Um, anyway sorry yes so my final question for you Um, my final award or it's not really an award because it kind of awards something that is going to happen in the year. Someone you're really excited about uh, r- or expect to be raving about in 2020 in terms of music.
1: Well, given that I just found out that Autrimond are going to be releasing an album in the beginning of next year, I'd say I'm probably going to go for them. Like uh, off the back of on the record, I reckon it'll probably be really strong. Um, they have a couple of other tracks out um, very different than that,
2: but uh, really good.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, other than that, I'm really, really, really hoping to hear from Father John Misty next year. Uh, we didn't get anything from him this year, so we got a
2: reference to him.
1: Um, yeah, we did. Yeah, goddamn, man, child. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I am also really looking forward to the new 1975 album. That should be great. I hope. The new Harry Styles album is good um, and he's touring next year. So I'm looking forward to catching him finally live because I never saw him with One Direction and I never saw him on his own tour because yes, my he well, you know, he has he has played it? he played in the three arena this year, oh, right okay. on my boyfriend's birthday, whose name is Harry. Absolute bullshit. I had to make a decision, and look, I'm just going to say it now because I know that my Harry doesn't listen to this podcast. I made the wrong decision. I should, <laughs> I, sh- I, sh- I should have gone to the game. That's what I'm looking forward to in 2020. Yeah, I'm just, I'm looking forward to. I, I, I really hope some people come out next year that really surprise us in in the guise of Lizzo or Billie Eilish or even like Lana Del Rey where it's like you think you've got a perception of an artist and then you don't mm. I really I I love that feeling at the beginning of the year where you don't really know what's going to happen yeah
2: yeah it's very exciting um I'm already excited by a few different uh Irish women who are about to release some stuff um one I know yeah. has an album out in January I've heard it very very good Aoife Francis, okay song that she has out is called Blow Up, it's brilliant, Um, and I saw her live at Other Voices, she's fantastic, um, Denise Chila, who I've talked about already in this podcast, has at least an EP or a collection of songs coming out in 2020, and she's only going from strength to strength in terms of going from a spoken word poet into a full-on rock star uh, rapper, Um, and then, uh, completely different to that, Rachel Lavelle, had a song out this year called Perpetual Party, which really great song. established herself as something really unique on the Irish music landscape. And I will hope that we hear more of that. Um, great. So that's three um, that I'm really hoping to hear more from in 2020. And we're going to leave you with a track from one of those later to, to be decided later. Okay. Because you know, we have a gig to go to. <laughs> we have a gig to go to. Yeah. So um, anything else you'd like to say?
1: um Merry Christmas everybody and happy new year and you don't have to talk about politics with your family if you don't want to it's okay you can just leave the table um or suggest some music to them but thank you for listening to us this year. this is our first full year as it is a, our first full year as yeah, a yeah, yeah, podcast absolutely. duo and it's been really amazing to it has like genuinely been really amazing to like get messages from people who like are in other places in the world and say that we remind them of home or remind Aww. them of you know like Aww. keep them up to date with Irish music and stuff it's like it has genuinely been really lovely so I absolutely want to say thank you to everybody who's listened to us this year it really does mean a lot
2: absolutely and thank you Andrea for for your dedication and you thank you
1: dedication I, do you know how long I spent coming here this evening yeah I know <laughs> a very long time <laughs> it's
2: like the darkest day of the year it is, it's so and gross uh, outside and then I changed the, I changed the, the place we actually the location <laughs> yeah because I left but all thank all you for welcoming me elsewhere. into
1: your beautiful home thank yes, you yes that's
2: where we are uh, okay thank you um, we will leave you with one of those tracks either from Rachel Lavelle or Ethan S. is going to flip a coin and pick one okay and uh, we will talk to you next year happy Christmas happy new year Happy Christmas And uh yeah Um, Enjoy yourself
1: Bye
0: (laughs) My you okay.